Welcome back to The Ready Room. My guests today are Brett Bullock and Ryan Cole. Brett and Ryan are our co-founders of Screamin' Hill, a craft beer brewery located among the rolling pastures of central New Jersey farm country. And yes, New Jersey has plenty of farmland and open space, despite its reputation. Screamin' Hill is located on Brett's farm, a beautiful 100-acre farm that has been in the Bullock family since 1860. I first discovered Screamin' Hill when the Bullock family hosted our church picnic. Brett's father asked if I wanted to see the brewery his son was building in one of the older structures on the farm. I guess I had an image of a simple homebrew set up in an old shed, but when we went inside, I was astonished to find an impressive commercial operation. As I recall now, the conversation with the elder Mr. Bullock went something along the lines of me saying, wow, this is an actual brewery. To which Mr. Bullock replied, yeah, that's what I told you. And by the look on his face, I could just hear the old farmer thinking, what's wrong with you, son? Screamin' Hill is a destination as much as a brewery. Surrounded by rolling horse pasture and farm fields, it seems lost in a bygone era. And Brett, Ryan, and Greg have turned their passion for brewing great beer using locally sourced ingredients into a successful and thriving business. That business has become a beloved local gathering spot where regulars know each other by name, while also garnering a reputation that draws in folks from all over the world. In our last show, we talked about creating your passion in life. Brett and Ryan have done exactly that. Their enthusiasm and pride are reflected in their beer and their friendship. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you will as well. Check, check. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that's a great idea. It's got to be done. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Do you have it still? <laughs> We're going to whisper it. <laughs> I might just include this whole thing right now just because it's, it's hysterical. All right, so. Well, welcome, guys. Welcome to the Ready Room. I appreciate you doing this with me. This is uh, really exciting. Um, as a matter of fact, when I first had the idea for the Ready Room a while back, uh, the part of our mission statement was to have, you know, discussions on topics great and small. And you know, one thing I've discovered is no small discussion uh, ends up not being great, and some great discussions end up not being as good as I wanted. So, um, I've really discovered that great discussions are really all about the people and not the topic. Uh, but one of the first ideas I had was, hey, I'm going to interview the guys out at Screaming Hill because I thought, what a great thing because, well, beer. Yeah, uh, everybody and so, loves beer. Yeah, so, um, so thank you so much for being here. This is, uh, this is great. Yeah, thanks for having us. Why don't you uh, start by introducing yourselves? I'm Brett Bullock, one of the co-owners of Screaming Hill. 
And I'm Ryan Cole, the other co-owner. Excuse me now. Awesome. Well, thanks, both of you, for being here again. So uh, let, let's start at the, at the beginning. Um, how did Screaming Hill come to be? What was the story behind that? Uh, so we, you know, started homebrewing, I guess when we opened, it had been for about 10 years. Uh, we were homebrewing, and, um, you know, I think every homebrewer at some point dreams about opening a brewery. Um, so it was something we talked about a lot here and there. Um, and then um, we had the, the, you know, the idea of the farm brewery and combining it with the family farm. Um, and uh, I think that's what really, um, at least for me, definitely made, made me want to go forward with it. Um, so we were just home brewers that, you know, decided to take the leap. And, you know, at the time we started it as just, we thought it would be a fun little hobby, you know, something that we could do um, in our off hours. Um, Cole and I didn't have kids at the time, so we had a lot more free time. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, it just kind of went from there. We decided to take the leap and we took about a year and a half to get everything, uh, lined up, get all the equipment, get the building, you know, built and fixed up. And, uh, and then, yeah, we opened in 2015. That is awesome. So the process for starting a brewery, it seems like that would be a, uh, a, a legal morass, like a bureaucratic. Was it hard? Um, I, yeah, it's hard. It's a lengthy process. I mean, you know, you're dealing with the state licensing, the state ABC, um, which I know people have had, um, you know, trouble with. We Our, our, our whole method with them was to just kind of kill them with kindness we you know we had pretty good luck with them um we didn't really have any problems with getting the licensing um we just you know did what we were asked and gave them plenty of time to process everything and and it, and it worked out um so i don't know that was kind of how we handled it yeah well I, yeah i imagine that's the best way to handle pretty much anything when you're when you're doing that but yeah i, I remember thinking when i first saw this when i came in here i was like holy moly this this must have taken forever but really it you it only took about a year then, right, from the time you had the idea? Is that right? Yeah, it took about a good year yeah. um, to process everything and to get everything off the ground. Yeah. Um, but we got lucky. We were, for the state, we were an early brewery. Okay. Um, I think we were 26th or something in this state. Yeah, yeah, this is a specific type. Like, it's a farm brewery. That's like a specific... Uh... It's not. There's no, no okay. farm brewery license in the state of New Jersey. Uh, we have a limited brewery license, just like every other brewery in the state okay. does. Um, but when we were attempting to start this there was a farm brewery legislation bill going through this senate or assembly something something like that, yeah. yeah and we heard about it and we wanted to be the first ones first farm brewery in the state of new jersey um that fell through okay and, and we had come so far we just decided yeah let's just get the limited keep, brewery license keep going keep rocking yeah yeah that's awesome so when did you start home brewing right after college i guess right yeah, what, 2003 or four? I think? Yeah, we started in Greg's uh, condo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Where, where were you guys at? Uh, Greg had you a said condo. condo. I'm, that, that doesn't sound like the, the farm, so. <laughs> I, I lived with uh, Greg. Greg had a condo in Howell on Route 9, and I lived with him for a summer, and I think that's the first place we, we bought our equipment at a homebrew shop in Freehold. And uh, I think that's where me, you, and, and Pat, I think, brewed the first time there. And then we used to, used to bounce around each other's houses and stuff. Yeah. Um, and just is this, the kitchens. I'm, I'm assuming this is single guy days? Uh, we were all... No, I wasn't married. Yeah. I wasn't married, but I wasn't single. Okay. 
Yeah, I had just, I actually had, I had just. That's a good answer, by the way, because my wife may listen. I was gonna say, I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's probably the best answer. No, yeah, I was single. I mean, uh, (laughs) yeah. So I hear condo, and you guys bouncing from house to house. As a matter of fact, that sounds like. you know, the heady days in the beginning of any sort of thing, you know, yeah. you're, you're, like I'm guessing Bill Gates probably looks back to Microsoft and is like, God, if I could only be back in my garage, those were the days. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's a good, it's a really good question. Um, you know, you've, you've come a long way, obviously. Uh, you've, you've had success. Do you, do you sometimes miss just the, the old homebrew days or, or the process of maybe even getting to here? I I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, a good answer. Yeah, I, 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 no, our setup right now, our setup right now is um, based upon a rotating tap list and freedom. Yeah, uh, we're not really a production brewery, so it's kind of homebrew esque on a larger scale. Yeah, uh, we get to do what we want, experiment how we want. Um, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, we're in between. Yeah, you know what? I guess I should stop right there and then ask: uh, Why are we not drinking a beer? That's a very good point. That's because uh, Greg didn't get us one. Should, should we, <laughs> Greg, was that your job, buddy? <laughs> Greg, make it three. <laughs> They're on me, of course. Uh, so um, <laughs> I should have said that right off the bat. It's like uh, we're, I'm, I'm interviewing we uh, guys that have been homebrewing since their uh, single uh, days in condos. We should have a beer. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. So uh, I was the next. You know what I was thinking is, you know, you said, "Hey, I don't miss that because." I still have the freedom to create what I want to create. And that, that uh, I would imagine that keeps the passion alive. Yeah, we still pretty much, like Cole said, we're pretty lucky. We still pretty much just brew whatever we want. Yeah. Which, which is, I think, for a, for a brewery, a really, <laughs> a really nice thing. Absolutely. So you, you said you're not a, um, what, what was it? What was the word commercial? I, I said production. Production, that. That's, um, sorry. I want to get yeah, the word right. But. We're kind of in between. Um, we do sell to wholesale accounts. Uh, bars and restaurants in the yeah. state of New Jersey. Um, we will be doing that more. We're increasing our volume, uh, adding more tanks, and then we have an expansion on the way. Um, but we're always going to stay true to our roots. Um, which thanks, Greg. You're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> Greg just uh, delivered the first of beers, and I, I got to be the first. What, what am I drinking, Greg? Which one is this? We did say IPA. Nice. Well, I'm an IPA guy, so you picked well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome I, I won't take a sip until we at least get to uh clink glasses uh because i'm i'm, I'm not a savage <laughs> or at least not usually <laughs> not on the first one yeah exactly exactly not on the first one yeah so yeah keep keep going with that idea so production brewery you're, you want to get more into but i'm imagining that when it comes to you know what it is that keeps you kind of going and and engaged in all this that that this part of it is probably still the the stuff that keeps you uh, the most engaged yeah it's it's important to us our tap room um and variety in our tap room yeah um we um one of the reasons we started this was to show people kind of where their beer comes from the farm aspect and showing them how beer is made and the land and making it making it so people can actually sit and buy the fields where they're barley comes from um it was important to us and it's going to be important to us going forward that people get to experience that yeah well i'm just going to say right off the bat and and you guys can comment uh, the the farm is a big draw of the brewery 
isn't it? I mean, people come out here. We, we come out here all the time. And I, every time I'm talking with people um, about great family things to do, I'm like, you should take the family out to Screaming Hill with a picnic and sit on a fall day or a spring day. Uh, and, and it is the greatest scene. Talk about that. I mean, you guys must be, you must be meeting so many people because, I mean, the two, time, uh, two times that I've been here, actually, where there were uh, people from, I think one was this uh, Scottish guy, and the other was this New Zealand gal that I'm talking to, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, how, how did you find this out here, you know? How, how do you... <laughs> Talk about that. I mean, people are coming from all over. Yeah, we're we're pulling in people from everywhere. We have a really strong local. By the way, crowd. cheers. Yeah, sorry. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we have a really awesome loyal local following uh, that comes. I am one time. of them. Yeah, and we and we appreciate them um, immensely. Um, but we also get people coming from all over the place um, that are just you know we have a unique combination of the farm and the beer so. We pull people in that are interested in visiting farm. We pull people in that are interested in visiting the brewery. And then the combination of the two just, you know, kind of makes everything that much sweeter, I guess. Um, but the coolest thing, coolest thing that we've seen, and you've kind of touched on it, is just the fact that it seems like everybody that comes here ends up meeting people and talking to strangers. And, um, you know, just it's a very, like, communal setting. And everybody has just, like, there's people that come here all the time and have met, like, you know, their best friend here you know, four years ago when we opened and, you know, this is where they come meet. Like this is where people come to, to hang out with their friends. And, um, even if they're people that are only here once or twice, every once in a while, they're still meeting people all the time. It's, it's a really cool community thing that we didn't really plan on happening. Um, but it's just, it's been a really cool byproduct of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's reminded me of a couple things. So one, I, you know, talking to those, uh, those people that I, I, I've met here. And then one day I walked in here and uh, the place was packed in here. It was, a, it was a little bit chillier. So everybody was crowding. And I walk in and uh, uh, all of a sudden I hear this Bart. And I look over and uh, a friend of mine, um, Holly Goodall, from uh, really is a, a real good friend of my sister's. They were best friends in high school. Um, is sitting in here. And, and I'm, she, I'm like, I hadn't seen her in, it must have been almost 20 years and i'm just like what in the world and she's like yeah what are you doing here i was like well i live down the road and she lives up in uh, near asbury and, and she just happened to be here in the, here the same day and i just was like this is amazing man Scre- screaming hill every time i come here something great is happening <laughs> but you're right it's um it, it's this you know people come here and they just immediately feel like you know, let their hair down a little bit and everybody just talks and the setting itself is, um, is conducive to people just kind of getting around and talking, right? Cause the table's out there and, and people just kind of pull up and they're like, Hey, do you mind if I step my, and they're like, Hey, no, of course, you know, and picnics and, and you've got your dogs out here and kids are running around. And it's funny because when I tell people, Hey, you should take your family out to a Screaming Hill brewery. They're like, I'm going to take my kids to a brewery. I'm like, Oh yeah, you definitely <laughs> want to take your kids to this brewery. So, yeah, I, you're right. This is one. Of, that's one of those things that I, for me, when I recommend this place, and oh, by the way, I'm, uh, I don't know how you advertise your business uh, monetarily, but I will tell you that word of mouth, I'm, I'm helping you out. <laughs> I mean, I am always telling people, you've got to go out there. The setting is amazing, right? I mean, the farm, and, and the farm, uh, we should say, right, Brad, it's been in your family for, uh, since like, 1860, right? Yeah, my, yeah, my uh, family bought it in 1860, which makes me a sixth-generation farmer. <laughs> Amazing. Um, 
so yeah right now we produce um, our own barley wheat and rye for the beer so in every beer that we make we produce you know roughly about 90 percent i'd say an average of 90 percent of the malt is grown on the farm here uh, we grow seven varieties of hops we grow uh, some of the ancillary ingredients like uh, habaneros in our in our habanero yeah, ale. Yeah, your habanero ale is one of my favorites, by the way. Nice, awesome. Yeah, that's got a nice little cult following. Yeah, People just yeah. love that beer. Um, our pumpkins we grow on the farm. We you know we harvest some black raspberries for our summer beer. We do an heirloom tomato basil summer seasonal, which is really popular. Wow. Um, so our goal is to produce as much as we can on the farm. Um, and, uh, you know, the malt is our main focus. But, you know, we really want to do as many different things as we can to put into the beers. Yeah, that, that's got to feel good. And I think that appeals to a lot of people, right? Because when you're talking about craft beer, um, you know, one, there's it, and we'll get to this because it's been an explosion, right? Um, but two, the locally sourced part, I, I think, uh, you know how people talk about the terroir uh, of wine? That, that has to come out in the beer, right? Oh, yeah. 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 There's actually, there, yeah, the terroir is a big thing. Um, and it's even more complex with barley because barley doesn't, you know, wine grapes, they sit in the same spot their whole life. Barley has to move from field to field. It's more affected by, you know, it varies um, a lot more. Um, there's, there's some really cool things. And I think people are starting to notice that barley um, has such an impact, obviously, in beer, but that, that the locality of the terroir is such a huge thing. Um, so we're trying to get people to, to kind of pick that up. Like Cole said, they're here and they're drinking in the summer with barley fields around them and wheat fields and um, we're always trying to have that conversation with guests and uh, and kind of make that connection for them because I feel like in this day and age there's kind of a disconnect between um, consumers and how stuff is made and where things are grown. Um, so that's just it's a really cool part um, for us to be able to see people make that connection. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. That disconnect. Um, you know, especially in today's age where we we have these massive corporations that provide a lot of what we you know consume. People are really, I think, craving a connection to something that's local and good. The world, of course, gets bigger all the time, and that's a great thing in a lot of ways. But it's also not in a lot of ways and where you start to le- lose a little bit of uh, community, right? You know, there's not the, uh, the, the, the diner where everybody knows each other is less and less of a thing. Uh, of course, small farms are less and less of a thing, and you, you probably know that in a, in a big way. You, you know, farmers have had to really diversify. And... Uh, and so people crave that. They, they crave coming here and knowing, hey, this is local. These guys are doing this right here, and they're growing their stuff. And, and then all the, the camaraderie and, and uh, you know, the meeting people that goes with that. So it's, it's, I think you guys have really – obviously, it's a byproduct, I think, of what you were originally doing, but it, it's great. Um, so, so, you know, let, let's talk – I mentioned craft beer. You know, it exploded really – um, you know, and I've, I've not, I've not studied it intensely, but I've read several articles about it. I think it kind of went back to like Jim Koch or Cook, and I can't, I can't remember how I said his name, but with Sam Adams, uh, you know, back in the day when really there were, I, I can remember when we, when I was young, my dad, you know, there were, there was Coors and Bud and, and Miller, and that was basically about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every once in a while, you'd see something like Molson up north, and you'd thought, wow, that's really exotic. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's not now at all. As a matter of fact, I, yeah, I, I, I avoid it. Uh, sorry for Molson fans out there. But, yeah, I, so, but I remember, you know, and Coors, of course, was like west of the Mississippi. Samuel Adams came along, and that was a big deal at the time. And I think that spurred it. Uh, what is your sense of how that whole? Did, have you followed the industry, or did you just get into it? And, and you know, how does that look? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I we. I mean, for me, my first exposure to that whole thing was I went to college at University of Vermont and Magic Hat was right down the road. Yeah, Magic Hat. Um, yeah. You know, at the time, I know there's a ton of craft beer in Vermont now that's really popular, but most of that really wasn't there. You know, Long Trail was there. So we got Long Trail, Magic yeah. Hat and Otter Creek. And I think they were the only ones. So um, for me in college, having exposure to those three was huge. I mean, we thought that was a, a was a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty crazy thing. The whole thing has shifted into this. The whole industry is now, like you said, more local. There's all every. T- it's like every town has a little brewery now. So it's and that's gone awesome. back to that yeah. like pre-prohibition kind of um, environment where you know it is more local. You've got your regional breweries that are applying, you know, uh, supplying a couple states or something. But um, for the most part, it's just shifted to this more local thing. And I think we're just kind of an extension of that because it's actually on farm local. You yeah. Know? Um, but it's I, the whole industry is has changed so much. Um, it's a it's been crazy to say, and I, I don't, it's going to be interesting. It's interesting to see where it goes from here because there's um, there's a ton of breweries out there. Certain areas are hitting saturation points and yep. seeing some some closures. And I think New Jersey's a long ways away. I mean, we've got more people in our area than than really anybody. We're so densely populated. I think there's so much room to grow. Um, but it is going to be more focused on smaller uh, breweries. I think which is you know, you're a little more versatile, a little more versatile. If you're smaller, you don't have to kind of, um, rely on distribution as much. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. You know what? That was one of the things I had kind of jotted down to, to ask you about is, and you just mentioned it, a uh, saturation. So I, I kind of, my sense is that the uh, growth of craft beer is one of the clear indications of human progress in the world, right? I'm like, this is a great, great thing. The fact that we had a, an amendment that prohibited alcohol back in the 20s and we've come to this is a clearly human progress in my mind, yeah. you know? And, uh, but I, was, I wanted to ask you about that is, you know, we, they're, they're, you know, small craft breweries are popping up everywhere and that's great, I think. But you're saying like, hey, there's certain markets where they're reaching a point that uh, there's not, you know, there's too many. Um, obviously, your thought is that here it's not going to be that way, um, at least for a while. But, you know, um, I, I wonder, you know, what is that? Is there anything new? Is there any new ground to break? Where do you see it going in the future in terms of, of breweries? And maybe you can just speak to your own, you know, to Screaming Hill itself or, or the industry in general. Do you guys keep your finger on the pulse of the industry? Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we try to. Yeah, um, we're crazy busy in here, so we can't. I was going to say. I mean, maybe maybe it's more like word of mouth for you guys at this point. I don't know if you get if there's any sort of insider stuff that that you guys get. Um, <laughs> Brett's choking on beer. Yeah, you're supposed to you're supposed to drink it, not breathe it. Um, it's my first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's my, the question. Is you know, do you keep? Is there a way that brewers all kind of? You know, is there an industry sort of uh, standard for how how you guys all kind of interact, or is it just you know friends and and yeah? I mean, there's um, national associations. The Brewers Association is a big one. Um, the group will be will be going down to the Craft Brewers Conference out out to Colorado, um, which is a big three day event, seminars, um, trade show, and things, um, and then making friends out there throughout the country and doing collaborations with them. Um, and then even locally in New Jersey, there's two guilds that we have. Um, Anytime you belong to a guild, that's freaking cool, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something out of medieval Europe. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, 
<laughs> I'm a member of the Brewers Guild. <laughs> Good morrow to you, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so collaborations, being friendly with other breweries is a really a great way to kind of keep your finger on the pulse, like you're saying. Um, but it's really hard to get out. Um, yeah. We are yeah. we are jam-packed with keeping this place running and then families as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tough for every brewery out there. You, you see people that you want to see it often and you're like we can't get to each other we can't do collaborations we can't there's just no time yeah that's probably true of all of us right now in life right there's like no white space but uh um yeah so the one thing i was going to ask is um if if you're you know is this all you do is, is this it now or do you have jobs outside i mean obviously brett you're on the farm still a little yeah, bit right the farm and the yep i mean you know your pop came in a minute ago <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we never we never uh, really grow up do we <laughs> like your pop, when the old man comes in the door and he's like hey man i need you out in the field you're like okay yeah. i'll be done playing in a minute uh <laughs> yeah I, I literally started a brewery with my buddies in my parents front yard and I also, yeah. you know, run a thing. So I'm like, I do have to go ask my mom. But <laughs> yeah, and by the way, your mom seems very no-nonsense. I wouldn't want to get on her bad side ever. That's why I have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. I started a brewery on my parents' front lawn. That's, yeah. that's a great way to put it, man. And they don't like beer. So that's it, like a whole You know, I, was, I, I wondered that. Yeah. They're, uh, okay, well, yeah. well, yeah, they go to a small Baptist church. I don't, I think that's all frowned upon. and. Yeah. I, I didn't. I wasn't raised Baptist. I was raised Catholic, and we really like alcohol. So, <laughs> <laughs> Me too, yeah. so yeah. It's uh, anyway. That's too funny, man. Um, well, Cole's Irish, so he balances. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, then we're both amateurs compared <laughs> compared to you. Yeah. That that's uh, that's a great point. You know, it's funny because when you say, "Hey, I gotta still ask permission," you know, the old man. You know, I. Um, I think we talked. I, I flew Cobra attack helicopters, the United States Marine Corps. I was in for 24 years, and that's a pretty high achievement. And I remember one time my mom, <laughs> I went home, and she's like, so, Bart, are you still flying your little airplanes? And <laughs> And, you know, she, because you're always her little boy, right? And I just kind of looked and, uh, you know, my dad was still around then and he looked at me and kind of, you know, rolled his eyes a little bit and I'm like, uh, yeah, mom, uh, helicopters, that's sort of how I make my living. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's funny. You'll talk to some people. They're like, oh, my gosh, you do what? That's amazing. But, you know, your mom's just like, yeah, I, I changed your poopy diaper. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you really have no. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. So what do your families think about this, by the way? Uh, both our wives have been great. Yeah. Um, they supported us from day one. Yeah. Um, yeah. We couldn't have asked. Back when you weren't single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been single. Unfortunately, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, they would. Uh, I don't think we could have done it without them, to be honest no. with you. Um, no, not at all. I, we can't thank them enough for letting us go on this crazy journey. Um, yeah, it's and it's crazy. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, and the support of family and friends is always important. And I, yeah, it seems like this is a kind of industry that. Uh, uh, that definitely people would be supportive of, of it getting into, and it's one of those things where again you're 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 around, you're sticking around. So, um, it, it's so is this? Um, I, I don't want to ask sort of you know numbers or anything, but it, it's you're doing real well, and you're only open. I think what three days, right? Fri- two. two two days, yeah, Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I was going to say, I didn't know if it was Sunday. That, that, that would definitely be bad with the Baptist parents, right? Yeah, no. Well, we're hoping to add Sundays soon. We, okay. did, we did Sundays last fall. I'm like, no, this was not my suggestion, by the way. It's just so the old man knows. I'm, I'm not telling you to serve beer on Sundays. No, uh, even though they don't like beer, they, they love what's yeah, going on yeah. here. Yeah. We've been slowly great. dipping our toes, saying, hey, what do you think about Sundays? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they they must be. I mean, the crowds that come out here are great, of course, and friendly. Um, uh, but but yeah, it must be a little bit of disruption with the house right next door, right? Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, it definitely takes over when we're open. It's like it's like an animal, you know. Yeah. And uh, so my parents are right there. My aunt and uncle live right off the back of the brewery, and um, you know we're just a big open space with kind of little parking areas all over the place. So there's just people coming from every direction. Um, nobody really knows where they're supposed to go and not supposed to go. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> it's kind of like controlled chaos. Um, but it, you know, it's been going really well. We haven't had any problems really. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, it's quite an invasion, but everybody's really supportive of it. Everybody, um, you know, and my family just loves that the farm is kind of taken on this new, um, thing. This, it has the, like, it's kind of breathed life into it again. Not that it was, you know, not that it was dying, but this just kind of reinvigorated it. Um, and I think everybody absolutely loves it. Um, you know, even my people have said to me that, you know, my grandfather would have loved to seen it, you know, stuff like that makes you feel like, you know, everybody must be in support of it if, if, if that's being said. So, yeah, uh, you know, so it, it takes over, but only for a couple of days out of the week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, I would think some, um, that, that good vibe kind of comes over, and you're like, okay, cool. A couple of days a week, I can handle this. This is great. There's a scene out there, and then the rest of the time, the, the farm is quiet again. Yeah. Right, and that's the reason a lot of people ask us about our hours. Yep. Um, we close at 8 on Friday and 6 now on Saturday, and it's to be respectful of the farm yeah. and, it, and of Brett's family. Uh, we want to give them the opportunity to enjoy the farm as much as everybody else does yeah. on their days off, if there's any of those ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, not many. <laughs> um, but that's the reason for our hours and keeping it so minimal. Yeah, and of course, I mean, Screaming Hill is not supposed to be like an after-hours joint, right? Where, <laughs> where the uh, restaurant industry closes down and then comes. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. No, we want to keep it to early closing hours. Yeah, for- yeah, that's very respectful, of course, of, uh, of your family. Probably your upbringing, too. Yeah, <laughs> lines on the table at 2 a.m. is not what we're going for at Screaming Hill. No. As a matter of fact, I was reading your uh, rules at, uh, online. I, I was like, oh, yeah, let me read your rules. They're good, by the way, but I think you need to add some, you know. <laughs> Some uh, yeah. it, they, there should be some rules kind of in the in the, the vein of like old west saloons just just to have them in there like you know no unchecked firearms <laughs> no, no solicitation you know uh, no dancing on the bar uh, no 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 pi- yeah no pissing in the cuspidors <laughs> just just throw a couple in there now and again you know with the real serious actual rules <laughs> that would uh, actually be great. so yeah. yeah. <laughs> And maybe you can hang it up. It could look like. As a matter of fact, maybe, maybe, you know what? Have you thought of swinging doors? Maybe on the new, uh, <laughs> the new facility. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Just so someone can make a real entrance in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put a hitching post out front. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great point. Well, we're we're certainly in the area for it. Uh, you know, out here, horse country. Um, yeah, the, the whole the whole the scenery around here. Every time I come out here, and by the way, so we'll talk more about that in a minute in terms of what your um, uh, vision is for the the new uh, location. But I remember driving. We one day we were leaving here, and uh, I was driving. And I said, "Hey, let's go down that back road over there." And we saw that place for sale. And I, I looked at my wife. I was like, "You know, we 
why don't we buy that and come out here? And she just looked at me like, you're crazy, man. I was like, oh, okay, you're right. And then when I was here last and we were getting our Christmas tree and your old man was like, hey, just bought that place. And I was like, nice. You know, you know, you mentioned your uh, granddad, by the way. He, uh-huh. The last time I was here, he, yeah, he was like, we, we were talking about the farm a little bit and how they worked it all, you know, uh, six generations now, which is amazing. He was like, yeah, my, my, my pop died on a tractor out there in the field. And I was yeah. like, dude, you don't hear that phrase much. Anymore, <laughs> no, you you know? know, my dad died on a tractor out in the field, which to me almost, uh, obviously, I'm not happy that his dad died, but it was like, wow. That's that's kind of cool. That's old school, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It would be really, I would be proud to say, hey, yeah, my dad died on a tractor out in the field. Yeah. My, he, I was just at a meeting with my dad this morning with another guy, and he, my dad told the story that his grandfather, my mom's dad, uh, died with an axe in his hand, splitting wood out in the woods. And yeah. Dad was like, that's the way you want to go. Dude, that doesn't even happen <laughs> anymore. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in our, in our crazy world that is advancing technologically, like exponentially, it's, whenever I hear that, there's a little bit of nostalgic. Like, I'm like, that's badass, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I try and do that? <laughs> like, yeah. right before I'm about to go, I'm going to grab an axe and just go out there and be like... <laughs> grab an axe and jump on a track. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Even if I'm in downtown Brooklyn, I'm, I'm racing for the farm. <laughs> yeah, too funny, man. Too funny. Do you, yeah, do you, do you feel that? Is there like a sense of the history of the place? Is that imbued in, in the brewery out here? Do you... Oh, yeah. We try to keep it in there. I mean, we... I, for me personally, I mean, I love the history of it. Like, on the wall, we have um, some distillery... Um, um, ownership bonds that we found in the attic from the early 1900s that someone in our family owned, like part of the Burlington Distilling Company. Um, there's some pictures of the farm around from the early 1900s. And I mean, we've been here since 1860 in that farmhouse. There's so much old stuff in there. These barns have been around even longer than that. Um, when we actually, we had to do a little bit of excavation to build this part. Um, and when I was digging up with the backhoe, I kept finding old, like, you know, I felt like a I was like a treasure hunter. There was old, you know, it's just stupid old wrenches and stuff, but just finding stuff that had been buried in the dirt for probably a hundred years. Um, there's some cool old stuff that we have still up in the back that we hope to incorporate in the new place. Um, you know, the history of it is, is definitely part of it. I mean, our farmhouse sale is called 1860 because that was the, our family bought the farm. Um, and that's our hundred percent on farm, uh, ingredient beer, um, that, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in, um, it's it's a huge part of it, and I think especially now it's it's pretty unique for someone to be for a family to be in one place for that long. Um, so we, we kind of try to highlight, <laughs> it's, it's, especially it's, for New Jersey. If, you know, if people don't think of farms and they think of New Jersey when they're not from here. Um, so to tell people that you know we've been here for that long and you know we farm 400 acres in Central Jersey, it kind of. I've had, I mean, when I went to college in Vermont, I, people would argue with me and say, "No, there's no farms in New Jersey." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, there is so much in what you just said. One, you're absolutely right, by the way. When people think of New Jersey, they absolutely think of uh, of Hackensack. You know, yeah. massive little uh, prefab houses on a conc- in a concrete sort of uh, maze, um, you know, outside of and people commuting into the city. Mm-hmm. When we were actually coming over here, <clears throat> I-, I got... I actually retired out of McGuire Air Force Base there. Um, when we got transferred over here, we were living over in Ligonier, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Johnstown. And Johnstown is rural enough and is one of those steel towns that has definitely seen its heyday come and gone, right? Now, Ligonier is even tinier. It's on the other side of the ridge. And it was pretty country. And so we, we got orders to New Jersey. And I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a change. <laughs> and I live over in Chesterfield, which is 
probably more rural than Ligonier in terms of its actual layout <laughs> over there. And yet it's three miles as the crow flies from the turnpike. It's yeah. really, really weird. But yeah, central Jersey, I mean, really this place right here is why the Garden State has its name. Because yeah. it's not the Pines. Um, this is it. That's central part of New Jersey. Um, and, and you guys are living it. So, I, yeah, uh, it's amazing to me. And I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, I live on, because the farm I live on is 500 acres almost. And wow. uh, Now, obviously, I don't own it like you guys. I'm, I'm just renting. But that house was built in 1852. There's so much history here. So yeah. much. Yeah, do you enjoy that? I mean, when you, when you dig up stuff here, I, I, to me, it's like, oh, stupid old wrenches. I'm like, no, that's awesome. Some guy sometime was using this wrench, you know. And oh, yeah. It's just amazing to me. I, I don't know. Maybe I just am a knick-knacky guy or, or an archaeologist. No, I, I love it. I mean, yeah. we, we had a, I had been hoarding the wood that's on these walls for quite a while because yeah. I just thought it was cool old wood. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, that's the great thing about the farms around here. Same thing. Like, on our farm, the, the, old, uh, the oldest barn is still standing there. And you go in, and there's lumber there that literally some guy would just salivate over. And yeah. it's just sitting in there stacked. And I'm like, yep. wow, yeah. you could sell this for a lot. Of, they don't make beams like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we had all the... To trim those that little one by trim that's all over the place. That yeah. was on my grand. So my grandmother's farm is in Chesterfield, as you know. And when they redid, the I roof, didn't know that actually. Yeah, when they redid the roof on one of the uh, barns, um, that was all the lathing that the roof that the original roof was secured to. And my dad and I went over to clean it up and throw it out. And I was like, "We're not throwing this out." And I put it all on a wagon. And he was like, "What are you ever going to do with that?" <laughs> and now it's here. We built the brewery. <laughs> Dude, that is just totally, totally awesome, man. Yes, yeah. I, I love old stuff. I, I have a problem with getting rid of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I totally do as well. Yeah, there's certain things that I'll throw away that my wife is like, why did you throw that away? And then there's other things I'm holding on to that she's just like, "You, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> speaking of that, as a matter of fact, and this is totally off topic, yeah, I had a mandolin that I bought like years and years and years ago. Nice. <laughs> that I literally, I, you know, so I'm kind of a bluegrass fan a little bit, and I bought a, I bought a mandolin. It's like cheapo. It was years and years ago. It was sitting in my closet for years. All these, I was lugging it around everywhere, and one day my wife is like, I'm throwing this out. You're never going to learn to play this thing. And I was like, no, I am going to learn to play that, man. And, and she was like, so the next day, I literally went out and bought a book, <laughs> How to Play the Mandolin. <laughs> and I got it. I mean, literally, like, I'll show you. But, but it, it, I mean, it must have been 15 years. I mean, I was lugging it everywhere. And it That's never hilarious. had even seen, you know. Yeah. And so I opened this book up. And I, uh, I literally looked at the first page. And I picked up the mandolin and a pick, and I went, bing! <laughs> you know, and I started kind of doing this. Anyway, this has been, uh, it's five years. I play the mandolin now, the tenor guitar, and the guitar, and I've taught myself everything. As a matter of fact, I put that book away very soon afterward, and I've taught myself everything. Oh, wow. A little That's bit great. of YouTube. I don't have, le I've never taken lessons. That's amazing. And, That's awesome. uh, yeah, and it was one of those things where I kind of was like, I always wanted to play music, and I, and I couldn't, but... You know what? It just reminded me of hoarding things. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Hoard things because maybe someday eventually you might play the mandolin. That's right. <laughs> eventually play the mandolin. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I totally. I keep things because as soon as I throw it away, I, that you know that the next week you're going to be like, damn it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is where I'm going to need it. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, uh, let me ask this. Uh, getting back, you know, we're, we're, we've talked about kind of where you came from. And uh, by the way, how, how are you guys working as a partnership? It, it, you seem to be all getting along very, very well. Is there ever any kind of disagreement in the direction of where you want to go? And how do you guys uh, deal with that? And so the creative process, is it? are you guys, you know what, do you feel kind of like a band maybe <laughs> in sort of your creative process? Like, you know, hey. Uh, I think we're far less dysfunctional than a band. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's very true. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been going great. I mean, we we do we still do everything together like we did in the homebrew days. So um, all our recipes are done together. Um, basically, almost every decision is done together. Um, and I think it's been working great. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, Cole and I have been best friends for since high school. Um, I, you know, we we've always I don't think we've ever really had an argument. I mean, it, it works out great. Um, and we've kind of been like you talk about if we're like a band. I mean, we've we've been slowly adding. You know, like Greg's been with us for for a year now, full time. Uh, we just brought another guy on full time, and uh, so it's really just the four of us, and uh, and it's working. It's working great. It's nice, kind of assembling this team that's going to help run Screaming Hill. Um, we're we're kind of like trying to get everybody you know on the same page, and and I think it's it's pretty easily. We're we're just um, naturally it seems to work pretty well. Um, we all seem to kind of have the same direction, the same idea of where we need to get and how to get there. Um, you know, and whenever there's, uh, multiple opinions, we kind of just talk through stuff and whatever the decision's made, that's what the decision is. And we move forward. There's really, um, I think as far as partnerships go, um, it runs pretty darn smooth. So when there's a disagreement, <clears throat> you talk rationally about it and you come up with a, uh, a solution. It sounds like um, maybe our society could use a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. We just try to. How dare you act like rational adults (laughs) and talk things through? (laughs) It's very un American of you. (laughs) No, that's great. By the way, I did not know you guys met in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what? Are, what are all your uh, classmates thinking right now? Are they all? Uh, do, you, you're, do you stay in touch with old classmates at all? Well, well Greg went to high school with us. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So you guys, dude, how cool is that? By the way, yeah. how cool? Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I yeah, I've, I've known Greg since fifth grade, so it's easy to add people that you've known, trust, yeah, um, into the business. So, yeah, where would you have gone? Was it? New Egypt? Upper Freehold. Upper Freehold, yeah. Downtown, the town. Those yeah. guys are from uh, Millstone. We're from Millstone. Yes. Okay. So yeah. they went to Millstone, and then we all went to high school together. So the three of us uh, met freshman year high school. Cole and I met at pre, you know, soccer. You start before the season starts. Um, we've been friends ever since. Yep. That's awesome, man. How cool is that? I mean, there's very few. I mean, I don't know. I guess, like you said, fewer people, I think, have a local connection their entire life at this point. <clears throat> and like you said, uh, you know, with the way th- kind of things we stovepipe a little bit, social media, uh, you know, people kind of stay where they want to stay now, and and it seems like people don't don't stay in one place. Um, and and it's it's good to know that you know high school friends have started a business that is you know is going really strong, and that you guys are uh, in agreement in the direction, which is really cool. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. So when you went away, you, you went to University of Vermont, you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, UVM. Yeah, did you, um, you guys kind of knew each other, all came back together? Like, how did the, how did you come back together and this whole thing started? Well, yeah, I mean, we, I went to UVM, Cole went to University of Delaware, um, and then all of us. The, the Blue Hens? Is I'm that? A, I'm a fighting Blue Hen. Nice. A fighting Blue Hen. 
<laughs> I don't even know Vermont's mascot, by the way. It's the catamount, which is a mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, the catamounts. That's yeah. right. I should have known that. two of them, a boy yeah. and a girl. Okay. Names Not nearly as vicious as a... No. <laughs> the catamount is vicious, but I've, you know, I've seen videos of cockfights. That, uh, <laughs> I think that still goes on in Mexico, so... Uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe I'll go down there one day and bet on one. I'm sure you know, if Peter's listening to this right now, they're... I <laughs> uh, love your mission, yeah, but yeah, they're going <laughs> to... They'll definitely call for my, my deplatforming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so sorry go ahead yeah. yeah so i mean we uh yeah we all just ended up cole was living in um maniunk philly for for quite a while and then um i know we all just kind of ended up back in the same spot and we you know back home basically and uh so i assume you guys were probably not at some point we're not thinking when you went away to college hey i'm gonna start a brewery we're probably like yeah i'll, I'll major in business or uh, <laughs> or uh, something like so yeah it's exactly what i did yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i was a certified financial planner for 11 12 years before this yeah um did I, you work did you work as a cfp I'll, oh yeah yeah, yeah okay um, family family business I, so. I have a buddy who's a cfp he's one of my best friends he was uh, i was stationed in hawaii with them a long time ago we came back together and he so he was CFP. I, I got back together with him, and and I was like, hey, because I was looking for a financial guy, and someone mentioned this a, a Marine buddy who's like, hey, do you know a guy named Patrick Handley? I was like, hell yeah. And, and he's like, well, he's a financial planner. So I got with him and all my financial. And then he, he did not like being a CFP, so I, I, I got all my accounts open with him, and he was like, hey, I'm quitting. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so if you know somebody right now that's local, I, I may sort of. <laughs> Uh, the whole family's still in it but me. Yeah. I actually left. So <laughs> Well, I'm going to say I think you're in a good good place. So. Yeah, we're not doing too bad. Um, so actually Do you know how many people are out there right now wearing a suit and tie that just heard that and went, dude, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually uh, Brett's aunt and uncle that live behind the brewery, um, Ryan Bullock is um, our age as well. So I went down to Delaware with him when Brent went up to Vermont with Greg. Greg went up to Vermont as well. Um, so there was always a connection back to us. Um, and we traveled both ways. I mean, we were up in Vermont a lot, and they were down to Delaware a lot throughout our college career. Um, yeah. Uh, so we never lost touch or anything like that. Yeah. We saw each other at least five six times a year probably oh, yeah, yeah. At least. yeah like i said we every spring break every break we had we were down in delaware and those guys used to come up to vermont all the time yeah, yeah. yeah. we had a beach house out in bethany for years yeah uh yeah. love that love that town yeah. dogfish head yeah yeah um so t- talk to me about uh, here's what i want to know is how, how did the original conversation go like who, who was like hey i mean you guys were homebrewing you, you're, you're in a condo you're Cole, you're not single. We'll, we'll, we'll stress that. <laughs> um, and you guys are home brewing. And, uh, and how did that conversation go? Who, who was like, hey, we should do this full time? I think it was you guys. I, I think you guys wanted to do it before me, but I had just come back to work on the farm and I, was, and I, had, I did some sales on the side and I just didn't have any time. And I was like, I can't do that. I don't have any time. I think you guys wanted to do it before me. And then um, I think it was the farm brewery bill that, I, that you know, that's what, that's what got me to do it, and then I guess maybe I just agreed. I don't remember exactly how it went. Uh, yeah, I, Brett and I used to live in Belmar together. Well, not together, but in separate houses. Um, so every Friday night, we used to go out to dinner with our wives, and yeah. we just used to, every dinner, talk about starting a brewery and starting a brewery, and our wives finally said, we're sick of you guys talking about it. either do it or shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, awesome. And we did the build, and then that, our wives making us do it, kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah, help. I think you're right. Yeah. I can see your mind. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm sitting here like, yeah, because of course, you know, when I go out to dinner with my wife and some friends, you know, as soon as the guys start talking about whatever they're talking about, the wiser over there, like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah you want to go to the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. And then they go in there and they go, those guys are idiots. Yeah. And we usually are, but in this case, you weren't idiots and this stuff happened. I think well, we're I still idiots. That, we yeah. Yeah, well, okay. I, I, you're right. I didn't, I didn't want to go. Yeah, you're right. I gave you too much credit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that includes me in that, by the way. <laughs> you're right. We're always still idiots. Uh, we're just you know. lucky, hardworking idiots. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. What, what, what's the, yeah, the adage is. Um, Luck uh, favors the prepared, right? Mm -hmm. I don't remember who said that. Yeah, Uh, it was me actually. (laughs) 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 Write that down. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I mean, obviously, hard work, of course, is uh, uh, is important in success. So, well, you guys obviously have worked hard, and and the place is going really well. So, um, you know, from those days, those early days, when when you're first starting something, at least for me. It's just my personality. Whenever I'm starting something, I'm like super, super excited. And then I have to really try to keep finding the passion as it gets going. Do you find that that's been the case? Or, or do you reach like a plateau and go, hey, we need to go in another direction? Or I mean, it's been four. Well, we'll be open four years in July. We've been doing it since January of 14 is when we actually decided to do it. And uh, I mean, it's, I feel like it gets more exciting every day. I mean, it, we're just such on such a wild ride. We never really expected anything like this to happen. You know, like when we proposed this to my parents and said, hey, we want to build a brewery in that barn in front of your house. We said, you know, it'll be eight or 10 cars in and out while we're open. And I think the first week and 100 cars shows up and we went, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? <laughs> and it just never stopped. It just kept growing. So I think for us or for me personally, I mean, it just I, I'm still in all of it. I mean, there's still it's still exciting as hell. Yeah. 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 We just have, we just, just to keep up with production and, um, just running this, this business has been, it's fun as hell. Yeah. It looks fun as hell, by the way. (laughs) Uh, I'm totally jealous. And I know, uh, you know, like I said, I I think there's some suit and ties out there that are going to listen to this and be like, Oh dude, what am I, yeah. What am I doing? Really? Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but there's more, a thousand times more work than we even yeah and we knew what we were doing kind of going into this isn't that that's um, oh my god yeah it's we underestimated the amount of time oh yeah and work that was going to be required that's a good thing by the way i think right yeah Uh, i don't know that we would have done it if we knew yeah well that's right well (laughs) if you were not working very hard or if it was easier it would almost probably seem not as uh rewarding maybe yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that you're working so hard and you're like, wow, we underestimated that has got to be exciting and probably a little bit, you know, satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've had success up to now. You just bought that new property over there. Yeah. What's the plans? So we've been planning to expand the brewery for a couple of years now. Probably yeah, obviously, so years. the place itself, with this new uh, little thing out here, the addition, every time we come up, there was a little something new, and we're like, this <laughs> yeah. is great, man. This is great. They're doing we, great. I, we just keep trying to squeeze more out of this little place <laughs> every day. Is this place going away when you move? No. Okay. We've got really exciting plans for this place. Okay. We, we would like to <laughs> nice. turn it into like a wild barrel aging facility. So like that fooder that the 1860s in, yeah. a lot more of those and barrels. So this would become a pretty much a wild room for wild fermentation stuff. Uh, so everything we, that we want kept separate from our clean beers would be down here. Okay, so what's wild fermentation? Uh, not 
not fermented with brewer's yeast. So um, it would be like uh, bacteria, sours that are fermented with bacteria, lactobacillus or pediococcus, and then uh, Brett beers, which is Brettanomyces. Uh, so like 1860, is a, that's, a, that's a Brett beer. It's fermented with Brettanomyces, which is a wild yeast. Um, so s- typical brewer's yeast is kind of like a tamed yeast that's been sort of cultured from, sure, by yeah. brewers for, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years. So it, wild yeasts, are, there's a risk of infecting those wild beers if you're using the same equipment. So this way we can have a, a, a wild facility where where all the uh, different stuff is kept separate. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's fascinating. So, one, I know nothing about the science of it, and that part is kind of cool. So, yeah, when you guys first started, did you know anything about that, or was it all just a kind of trial and error and learning all these these things? Like, you know, the, the idea, I, I, just the idea of something that's, you know, fermented using wild yeast sounds really effing cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's using. Awesome. The, I mean, do you guys geek out about that kind of stuff still? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, that's where our next like big passion is right yeah. now. Um, using the local microflora um, to create beer off of the farm would be amazing, and we're kind of restricted by space right now with how much we can do. So, oh, we're super, super excited to turn this place into one of the wild room. It's going to be fun. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I love when you guys, because you just got a gleam in your eye when you say <laughs> It's like, it's going to be fun. <laughs> and anytime your buddy says that with that gleam, you're like, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's so cool, man. So it, it, the uh, the place over, that house, is that house going to be sort of a commercial facility then? No, no. Or, or we're we're going to build a whole new building yeah, up on okay. that farm. Yeah. Uh, kind of just to the, if you're like looking you, up. You're not tearing that old place down, are you? Yeah, that's a tear down. Oh, is it? Okay. It doesn't look It like looked it. crumbly, but I was like, wouldn't it's, it be cool to fix it? It's pretty darn crumbly. Okay. It's, it's pretty yeah. darn crumbly. <laughs> we're going to try to Okay, salvage. but that's okay. You're going to salvage. Yeah, gonna you'll salvage find old wranches and some some planks and you'll keep wood. We're going to tear it apart. And the old man will be like, why are you keeping that? Any of the wood we'll use to decorate, you know, for the new tasting room. So it'll get you. Used. Yeah, we'll breathe a little light. So, so how's that? I mean, that that right now sounds already like a very big. Um, uh, you know, you can't just go. Okay, hey, we're going to build something else up there. You, you've got to be working with uh, designers, architects. I mean, do you have? We've been working with an architect for what a year and a half. Two, yeah, almost two. Yeah, yeah almost two, two years, years to design the building, the concept of what we want. Um, so right now we're trying to figure out how we're going to build it, who's going to build it. Uh, we're talking to contractors, and I mean we want to break ground as soon as we can. Yeah. Um, you know we we want to move, and we're we've we've pretty much got our ducks in a row. It's yep. just a matter of finding the team, assembling the team that's going to that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Uh, we know what we want now. It's just a matter of doing it. Um, so we're hoping to go soon. Um, we were digging test pits the other day for for septic and uh, oh yeah, nice, yeah. You know, right now it's just an empty field, so we got to build roads, parking lots. We yep. got to run all the utilities in, dig a new well, put a new septic. I mean, it's a big, it's a big undertaking. We yeah, pretty much turn a field into a a big brewery operation. So, so what's it going to look like? What, what are, what's your like what's a, your vision? It's going to look like a barn. It's just yeah. going to be another barn. Okay, it's going to look like the other barns. You know, a little. Uh, I like that. A little bigger, a little nicer, yeah. but it's it's just going to be a barn with just tons of space. We want to be able to fit more people. You know, right now we're in 300 square feet of space for yeah. people to be in uh, with very limited seating. We want people to be able to come and, um, you know, experience the farm a little more comfortably when it's not nice out. So we want people to, you know, right now people are like, oh, Screaming Hill's awesome when it's nice out. But it's awesome when it's not nice out. It's awesome when it's a cold, bitter night, but we just don't have enough room to fit everybody. That's it. So we, yeah. want, we want to build a place that's just going to be really awesome year-round and be able to fit a good amount of people. Um, you know, and the, the views from up there overlooking our farm and, the, and all the neighbors' farms are just incredible. The view from up there is amazing. 
uh, it's just going to be it's going to be a really cool spot to sit and drink beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got I just got a little goosebumps. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Well, I love that it's going to be like a barn because I, I one of the things that, that makes this place magic is that you come out here and you just don't expect it to yeah. see it mm-hmm. yep. right yep. and then you're right the view is just every time i'm out here i'm just looking around i'm drinking a beer and i'm like can i just do this like full time just drink <laughs> a beer and look at farmland and and talk with cool people and you're right by the way on a winter night in here when when this place is kind of packed but it's warm in here you're, you're talking to different people it, it's just a great great scene yeah yeah so yeah. Yeah, so you know, we talked. We started it kind of with the idea that hey, we're not, um, you know, you're not a production kind of brewery. You do partner with some uh, places for wholesaling. What do you, where do you see guys? Where do you see the place uh, five, ten years from now? Do you have long term plans? As a matter of fact, did you have a mission statement? Did you when you started out? Did you have a mission in mind? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. We did a full business plan and had a mission, and um, yeah, we surpassed that pretty early and we were very happy about that <laughs> that's awesome um, most people don't surpass that kind of stuff early right it's, uh, it, i mean i say this all the time the old adage is that you know uh people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year's time yeah, and true. they but people always always underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 and yep. so yep. most people they don't you know have what they wanted in a year and they're like okay i'm out you know, yep. I mean, I think of people, people go to Hollywood and they, I'll give myself a year. Well, that's not going to be enough. You've got to yeah. wait tables and go to, so yeah. but it's been great. You guys have had really early success and it feeds on itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going forward on the new place, we, we hope to expand our wholesale um, as well. Um, we're going to have a bigger system in there, uh, more tanks, more opportunities. Um, so, but we're never, our, we want to always stay true to our roots. Um, like I was saying before, um, we want to have variety in our tap room. We want to have an experience in our tap room that people can enjoy, um, but also offer some of that to bar- local bars and restaurants. Um, we never expect to leave the state. Um, that's where we want to be. Stay in New Jersey. If you, if you did, it would not be Screaming Hill, would it? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in our beer, distribute our beer <clears throat> outside of state. Oh, oh sorry, nice. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we want to keep our beer in New Jersey if we can. Um, well, we know we can, but... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, we like will, we want we like to be a middle tier New Jersey brewery. Is where we're. I kind of think we yes. see ourselves. Yeah, find a sweet spot. Yep. And uh, no, that's so great because you remember. So I, all right, going back to how we we said that there was, you know, there was Coors Miller and, and Bud back in the day. And by the way, I think they're all aren't they all foreign owned at this point? I think uh, Bud is Bud, Bud is InBev, so, right? Yeah, I don't know about. And um, and Miller, I thought was owned by like a South African firm. Yeah, it's possible. And yeah. I think Coors is owned by uh, Molson, uh, right? Oh, oh yes, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yep. I think you're yep. right. So the American beers are not even American anymore. Which is, <laughs> and, and and by the way, so this brings up. A, I'm, I'm I'm dovetailing again. So I went to Command and Staff College uh, at the Marine Corps University when I was in the, the Marine Corps. Um, and the Command and Staff College is a uh, it's a great. Um, uh, mid-officer uh, for strategic planning. Um, and we have foreign officers that come all the time. So there were a whole bunch of foreign um, officers that were in the class. And it, we're, we went out one night, and we're sitting there, and, and the one guy, uh, I think he was from Georgia, and uh, he goes, uh, I mean, Georgia, the country, obviously, not the state. And he's like, uh, oh, the American beers are horrible. <laughs> and And all the other guys are like nodding. I'm like, 
uh, no, they're not. <laughs> and then we started talking. I was like, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're buying the wrong beers. You know, we're import or we're importing or exporting the wrong stuff. And, and by the end of the class, you know, we'd gone out a couple times to get some great beers and they were like, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I was like, so happy that I was like, no, no, American beer is great. As a matter of fact, it may be the best in the world at this point. I'll put it up against the Belgians. Yeah. Well, so I don't know what you guys think of that. I don't know oh. if I- I don't know if I go that far, but yeah. <laughs> really, the Belgians are still world champs. Is that? <laughs> I guess it depends on what type. It's of all right. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's that's that's fine. I keep a humble attitude. I, like I'm a, I'm a big wrestler. I follow American wrestling, uh, USA wrestling, and I'd say we're, we're great. But the Russians are probably still on, on top. But that's okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. So yeah, right. maybe we're second to the Belgians. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we take that. We'll take that. that I don't know. I just I'm not the beer guy. You guys are. I don't know if you guys look around and go, yeah, we need to. Yeah, our beer needs to compete with, but yeah. or maybe you're just like, hey, no, let's just make some beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's probably the best way to be. By the <laughs> well, way, yeah. there's just, my competitive nature coming out again. I just, <laughs> we are far from beer snobs, so yeah, we just we just like making good beer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, that's probably the best way to be. And 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 speaking of, we, you know, we talked earlier about how you know people coming together and all these different people here, I, you know. I think we hinted at, you know, society is not very civil and it's discourse right now. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things that I, that people keep talking about. And when we're out with friends, it's like, gosh, man, but, but beer is something we all agree on. Uh, it seems. And so when people come out here, um, they, all of that kind of drops and people just talk about things that are, you know, more, more human and, uh, rather than th- these issues that we all kind of seem to have different, different opinions on. And I love that, that beer brings us together. Um, yeah. do, do you sense that? Is it, Maybe we should have a political party yeah. based, based on beer. Yeah, I'd vote for that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm guaranteeing there's a lot of people out there right now they are going to listen to this and nod and go, yeah, I'd vote for that too. Yeah. <laughs> beer. Yeah. I, I mean, one of, our, uh, one of my favorite things is we are surrounded by uh, four or five wineries, and we get people coming from wineries all the time that say they hate beer. And then we give them a bunch of tastings, and they wind up loving some of our beer and leaving, and they never would have tried beer um, going out to a restaurant or bar, um, but we just so happen to be here, and it's turning people that think they hate beer to lo- actually loving it. I'm still baffled by this phrase you just said. I'm not understanding it. Hate beer. Can yeah. you explain that to me? <laughs> I really can. I really can. They've just never had the right beer. <laughs> just right. like yeah, That's who it. hates beer? How's that even about? Yeah. No, you're right. There are some people that consider themselves. Because there are definitely wine snobs, and that's we we all know that. But but um, but there are beer snobs too now, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and that's you know my brother has a friend who is a sommelier, and then he um, he also became and I can't remember what the word is a term for someone who actually do you know it? It's uh, Cicerone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's that. Mm-hmm. And so was, we were at a. I guess my brother said they were at a party and they were you know they're drinking Miller and he's like, hey man, I'm real real sorry. This is what we got. And the guy was <laughs> like, uh, and I, I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing my youngest brother now. He goes, Jim, beer are like my children. I, I love all of them. They're all great in their own way. <laughs> Can I have another Miller? <laughs> and I just was like. Dude, that is that is a great great way to be. So, so I think I, I'm definitely a political party based around beer should would probably get the vote. But uh, I don't. I wonder what their mascot would be. Maybe an owl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You guys, now we're That's it. You guys are starting. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> 
I just uh, gave you guys a new direction. <laughs> it's like, oh. We want our beer to be local, and we want our uh, our, our company to be political. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stay far away Stays from politics. Yeah, that, oh my God. <laughs> that is the best idea I've politics ever heard. Politics are not allowed in the tap room. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's probably just a great place to <laughs> call it a show. That is a great way to end, I think, right there. Uh, guys, thanks so much. Thanks so much for talking with me. Uh, I, I totally enjoyed it. I knew I would. And I was like, this is going to be great, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we appreciate you coming and talking to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, t- tell people where they can find you online and, and where they can obviously find your beers here uh, out, at, out at the uh, farm. And I recommend that. But if there's your other wholesalers out there, you can, whatever you want to plug right now, tell them where to find you. So we're on, uh, I mean, our website is uh, ScreamingHill.com. Uh, all our social media accounts is just Screaming Hill, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, breweries open Fridays 3 to 8, Saturdays 1 to 6. Uh, hoping to add Sunday soon, but that'll be uh, to be determined. Um, we're in some great local bars and restaurants just right in central Jersey, basically from, from uh, Princeton to the shore. Um, you can check our website for, for updates on that. And um, please come out to the farm and enjoy some, some farm beer. Awesome. Thank you. And absolutely come out here, you guys. It's, uh, it's just really just the greatest place. Um, yeah, you, you won't regret it. Bring your family. Um, thanks again, guys, for thank, talking to me. Thank you really, really yes, appreciate yeah, it. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Thank awesome. You. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for joining us here today. We hope you enjoyed our conversation, and we're looking forward to bringing you more of the same in the near future with intriguing and inspirational guests from all walks of life. If you did like it and you want to join us again, please subscribe to The Ready Room and take a moment to rate and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever it is you go to get your podcast. You can find us online at readyroombrief.com. I'm your host, Richard Frederick, and I look forward to being with you next time in The Ready Room. Thank you.